Friday night playoff hockey, the Exile Energy Center, home of the world, home of the state of hockey, and home of the best damn fans in the league. We're running down a dream and we're bringing you along with us. So I need you to get up, get loud, so they hear us in Texas. So say it with me. Let's play hockey! Wild Minute with Troy. Good afternoon. It's Sunday afternoon. We're just hours away from Game 4 tonight at the XL Energy Center where the Minnesota Wild play host to the Dallas Stars. We drop the puck just after 5.30 p.m. local, broadcast locally on Valley Sports North. You want the national feed? You go to TBS. Great game ahead, pivotal game ahead, biggest game of the series ahead, and we will be saying that every game for the rest of this series. The Dallas Stars in desperate need of a win after dropping Friday night's late game three game when the Wild throttled Dallas 5-1. to one. Uh, Hartman capped off the night with an empty netter and sent Dallas reeling after Minnesota literally just handled, handled the Dallas Stars in every facet of the game. Wild need to do that again tonight. You've you've uh, you've come here. This is the Wild Minute with Troy. Thanks for joining me. Follow me on Instagram at Wild Minute Troy. You can listen to this podcast on Apple, on Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. So let's get right down to it. The Wild uh, will not be inkling or letting on who they will be playing in their lineups, who they're going to have in net injuries, etc. It's a guessing game, and that's what the postseason's all about. So we'll take you there. We nailed the uh, the lineup for game three 48 hours before the Wild released it. Not sure we're going to go 100% this time, but we'll give it a shot. First off, here's uh, what we think the lineup will look like. Obviously, Erickson Eck will not be in it. Probably won't play for the series, maybe for the season. Uh, we'll wait for news on that later, but certainly just 19 seconds into the game. I, I don't know if it's certain whether he re-aggravated his ankle injury or just pushed it to a new level and discovered he couldn't go. Either way, he won't be in the lineup anytime soon, which is disappointing, but the Wild need to move on without him. So Kaprizov, Hartman, Zuccarello, that line will stay the same, especially after Zuki's two goals in Game 3. Uh, game of the lineup for the second line... We think Freddie Goudreau will move up into the X spot and center Johansson and Boldy. That's what Goudreau did toward the end of the season when uh, Eck first got injured. So that makes a lot of sense and not too surprising if that's the way they go. The biggest uh, question mark is who's going to center that third line? Moose, of course, is on one wing and Gus Nyquist is the other. What a pair, by the way. We can highlight this for a second. Gustav Nyquist has had a point in every game he's played with the Wild. Certainly a point in all three playoff games. And then Moose, as we detailed on a previous podcast, probably the game of his season on Friday night. He was energetic. He was fast. He was forceful. He got a goal. He did all the things needed. And it was fun to see him chirp the Dallas Stars a lot too. And oh, by the way, keep an eye on Ryan Suter, who has an insatiable appetite to whack Kirill Kaprizov over the back with his stick. And uh, Moose is there to make sure that doesn't happen uh, anymore in the series. And then finally, on the fourth line, Dewar will center Reeves and Duhame. Nothing changes there. Uh, Dewar 
Brewer and Duhame have been playing well on the penalty kill, and that's a good energy line uh, as well. So the biggest question mark is who's going to center Moose and Nyquist. The two healthy scratches Friday night were Oscar Sundquist and Sammy Steele. Both of those guys play center. Steele's played center, I think, on all four lines this year. And, of course, Oscar was a trade deadline acquisition who was playing wing for a while on the third third line. Um, but he is more than capable of being a center on that third line as well. So uh, keep an eye on that. Sunquist or Steele, we'll see who draws in with Moose and Nyquist. Uh, if I had to make a decision, I think I'd go Sunquist. I'd want a little more size for this game. Uh, Steele has the speed. Sunquist has the size, but also has some scoring moxie. So I, I'd just lean literally like 55-45, and I'd go with Oscar Sunquist. The decor, the blue line, we don't think anything's going to change. Why would it? Spurgeon and Middleton, Brodeen and Dumba. John Klingberg, normally not used to playing the right wing. He slid over, and that was to accommodate Brock Faber, who is showing uh, experience beyond his years. So we think the blue lines will stay the same, no injuries and no shifting around there, and that makes Goose, Kalen Addison, and Johnny Merrill uh, your press box spectators. The biggest question will be who's in net. As you know, I literally bet my house and my truck <laughs> two games ago that Gus would draw into game uh, game two, and the Wild did not go that route. They went with uh, Flower, who struggled in the game, didn't have any defense in front of him. So it'll be interesting to see if Flower uh, gets the draw today or if Gus will play a second straight game. I am 70, well, I for sure would start Gus, but I'm not sure what uh, Dean and Billy G are thinking, so I won't be uh, wagering anything more since I was wrong in uh, two games ago, but I got to think, you, you got to go with Philip Gustafson. He's give, he gave up two goals in five periods in game one, that double overtime thriller, including stopping the final 42 shots on goal. Then we go to Friday night. Back at the X, Gus gave up one goal in three periods. So in two games, Gusty is 2-0 with a 1-1-8 goals against and a 9-61 save percentage of the three goaltenders that have played this uh, series, and that includes the Flower and, of course, Jake Ottinger, who was considered next to probably uh, the Bruins goalie. You know, Linus Allmark, uh, Ottinger's probably the number two goalie in the NHL right now. Gusty's outplaying them, and it's not even close. So I really think and I really hope the Wild go with Gusty. You can't argue with that 118 goals against and a 961 save percentage. But we won't know until about if the if they drop the park puck shortly after 5:30. We probably won't know who's in net till five o'clock. So it's gonna be something to follow on Twitter, something to follow uh, as the afternoon progresses. When this podcast was recorded, we're about six hours before puck drop, so we're not sure yet. But uh, again, follow Wild, follow us on Instagram, follow uh, Farmington Troy on Twitter. That's the Wild Minute Troy account. We'll keep you updated, and as soon as news breaks, we'll make sure to either retweet or report once we know. Couple quick keys to the game. One, Wild gotta stay out of the penalty box. If you noticed on Friday night, <clears throat> they had just two penalty kills, both in the first period then they settled down stayed disciplined yes they played physical had a couple of offsetting roughing uh, penalties which are going to happen every every uh, playoff game but if the wild play with that grit they can play rough they can play tough they can play structured but the key is play disciplined the Matt Dumbas the Marcus Felinos, the Ryan Reeves Duhame Sunquist, possibly uh even a Ryan Hartman, of course. These guys gotta not gotta stay disciplined and don't take the stupid penalties. The Wild are only 
Uh, their penalty kill is operating at like a 64% mark, which is the worst in the NHL for the playoffs. Now, again, obviously small sample size, gave up three uh, power plays in the second game. But this this isn't rocket science, folks. The Wild are the better team against Dallas when they play five on five, and it's not even close. So the Wild need to, it's going to be tough today because they're at a home, they're in front of their home crowd again. It's going to be another raucous crowd, sold out, people going nuts. They want to take a three to one lead in this series, but the Mooses and the Ryan Hartmans and the Reeves of the world have to not get goaded into the nonsense that'll lead to uh, penalty kills. The Wild are better when they're skating five on five against Dallas. And if Dallas has one thing they want to do today to get that win, to even up the series of two to two, it's to go at the wild into doing stupid things. So stay out of the box, stay disciplined. Now, another key to today's game, let's get Kirill Kaprizov rolling, shall we? Kirill has, in, in uh, Friday night's game, Kirill had more hits than shots on goal. Now, you know, the crowd was going nuts in the third period on that that one series where Kirill was deep in the in the striker zone, in the right side, in the corner, and he was just getting pushed around, so he just started pushing people. And I think he racked up three or four hits in that series, or in that one possession, but he didn't touch the puck. So, you know, obviously we like to see Kirill push back and fight back. He's getting beat up all the time. That's what stars uh, incur during a, a playoff series. But we need to get Kirill going. And having him have more shots, more hits than shots on goal isn't sustainable, obviously. So Krill, who has one goal through three games, and that's okay because secondary scoring is happening, something we didn't see earlier this season. Think about this. Eight different wild players have scored a goal through three games this season. That's a good sign. But at the same time, Kirill with just one goal through three games, it's great that they're 2-1. and one. But Kirill's going to need to uh, get his scoring going. And hopefully, with some of these other secondary scorers uh, starting to perform, hopefully Kirill will find a little more space out there. I also think with Zuccarello starting to get rolling, that might help as well. So something to keep an eye on. Third thing, key to tonight, let's get to Jake Ottinger early. Friday night, it was really evident that Ottinger was not tracking the puck well. He was He had an ejector button on his chest. He was just kicking pucks right back out into the crease, which were just juicy red meat rebounds, opportunities to fire it right back at him. But Lakeville native Jake Ottinger struggled Friday night. He stopped just 20 of 24. That's an 833 save percentage. Um, Normally, Ottinger, when he comes back to his home state, plays really well, uh, but he did not Friday. And if the Wild can get to him early Sunday night, it will be a long day for the Stars. Finally, one last key to the game neutralized Jason Robertson. Robertson, of course, had 46 goals this season, 109 points for Dallas, shattering Mike Madonna's record uh, with that franchise. Game three Friday night, he didn't get a shot on goal. Not one. Now, that's a couple. That's due to a couple reasons. One, great defense holding him down. But also, you, you hear D, Dean Evison talk about great sticks. We had great sticks. We need to have great sticks. They had great sticks Friday night, and what they were doing and what that means is as soon as a Stars player shoots the puck, the defender has a stick right there and usually tips it, deflects it, blocks it, does something to make sure that puck never got to the net. Wild got to continue to do that today. They got to shadow him, use those good sticks, keep track on of where he is on the ice at all times, and through that type of effort, 
that could be a key to the victory. Robertson's taken heat from the Dallas fans. Think of this. Now, remember, he was a uh, Rookie of the Year finalist, took second only behind Kirill during the COVID year in 2020. Last year in his playoff debut against Calgary in a seven-game series, Robertson, the team's leading scorer, had four points, one goal and three assists. Game one this year, Robertson loses his linemate, Joe Pavelski. He did get a goal in that game, but he's largely been silent since. The Wild need to keep an eye on that guy, make sure he doesn't turn the ice back in Dallas's favor. Stay out of the box. Let's get 97 moving. Let's get to the goalie early and then neutralize the Stars' top score. Seems like obvious things, but as we saw in game two, sometimes the Wild can't keep that going. So here we go. Game four, 5.30 tonight, XL Energy Center. If the Wild win tonight, the series is over. Let's not let's not kid around here. If the Wild take a three game to one series lead with three games left in a best of seven series, this series is over. If it goes back to two and two, get ready because you're going to hear 24 hours of discussion about this same thing happening last year when the Wild led the St. Louis Blues two games to one and then lost game four and went on to lose the series in six games. This is a it won't say it's a must win for the Wild, but it's close. They need to do this. They need to show that they've learned from last year. They need to get that nail driven into the coffin. This is Wild Minute with Troy. We'll talk to you.